0: Great to be with you this, uh, this morning. Have you ever had somebody uh, come up to you as you meet them, and they say, man, you remind me of somebody? And, and uh, I've had that uh, from time to time. And I, and I always ask, did you like them? Were they a good person? <laughs> and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, like our best friend. And I go, oh, I'm, my heart is probably, uh, they probably in their heart feel closer to me than, than really our relationship has that uh, at that point. We say Father's Day and triggers go off. Honestly. We say fathers, your father, happy Father's Day. Triggers everywhere go off, positively, negatively, adversely. And um, I was thinking about talking about Father's Day today and what I could share and I, I was drawn to Focusing on Jesus and his relationship with his Father. Because that's the very, uh, that relationship is a relationship that our Heavenly Father wants to have with you. And so the triggers that go off and saying, my Father, and this and that, and, and so forth, that. In fact, let me just pray for you. Father, I just want to pray for people that have these things that just weigh on them. Lord, it would be broken in Jesus' name. Things that are triggers and just something in the stomach just rises up. Father, I pray that it would be that those negative, those, those pictures, those elements of what was lacking, Father, would be, those chains would be broken over them in Jesus' name. And Father, that there would be a freedom of relationship that would, be, that would be forming, that, that, Lord, the relationship, Father, you had with your son, Jesus, is the same relationship we have with you. And so, Lord, let that speak to each of us this morning in the ways only you can, by your Spirit, Jesus' name. We've been uh, talking about Ephesians uh, in the series on Ephesians. Let me look at Ephesians 5 and the last two verses, 5 and 6, is where I want to focus on and then move into that element of fathers. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving a Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling. For you've been called by God. Always be humble, gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Now read the last two verses with me. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father who is over all and in all and living through all. Last eight days have been, uh, in, have been uh, we've been inundated with the media uh, in light of the tragedies in, in Orlando. And a number of the articles that have emerged because when something happens like this, all of a sudden people use this as a vantage point to, to share their opinions, their thoughts, their, their biases in, in different ways. And um, one of the pieces that I've been reading a bit is, is people have been getting a little bit on this uh, on, on the thought of, well, all religions are the same, they all lead to one God, and if you have a religion that you're part of and it's exclusive, that's wrong, you know, it should be all-inclusive because the language today is being inclusive. And, and, and I'll talk positively about that in a moment. Um, and yet, there are some elements, uh, as I was reading that, I said, wow, like, it's amazing how in the midst of this postmodern, modern uh, post-moral culture, now that is, kind of has no morals, and, and how we then take things and, and almost like a picture and put a curveball into it. Um, our relationship is, with God is different than any relationship we have here on this earth. And, and so, when we use uh, a metaphor of, you know, like my dad or your dad or your wife or husband or your children, that, that metaphor breaks down because it, it only goes so far. Uh, when we talk about a good, good father, my father was awesome, but he wasn't perfect like my heavenly father. So, the metaphor breaks down. I have pretty good images of my father, but there are some elements that are lacking gaps and my heavenly father wants to... Fill those gaps. He wants me to understand. I'm praying today that you have a revelation of your Heavenly Father that would be fresh and new that you haven't had in me and me as well. And as I was singing those songs this morning, I was thinking, do, do I believe it to that degree that I sing it? My prayer is that we would have that revelation. And let me tell you, there's an assault on Fathers today. There's an assault on men who are to be fathers in their household. They may have, uh, maybe they've, they're not around, or maybe they're, you know, people say they're losers, or they're focused on other things, and there's an assault on fathers because there's an assault on our Heavenly Father. Don't, don't get me wrong. There is a spiritual assault upon understanding who, your, who our Heavenly Father is and what His desire for us in our lives, I, I'm so grateful my wife and I have two wonderful children, and I'm a father and and uh created from our DNA together uh birthed in out of her womb and i, I remember i think I mentioned this a while back I, I remember when our daughter was born after a number of hours of labor and uh, i was I was in the I was in the delivery room and I had the gown on and mask, and I was getting excited and i was hyperventilating, getting a little lightheaded, and uh, and when we when our, our daughter Angela was born, I, it was so exciting, I said, wow, we could have four more of these, you know, <laughs> too soon maybe to mention that at that moment, um, but I was, I was getting started to dizzy, and the doctor said, do you want to go outside for a, m- a moment to get some fresh air, and so I went outside, I remember about five in the morning, six in the morning, leaning against the... Sitting on the floor, take the mask off, starting and to just excited over this being a father, and 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 uh, this was this was our daughter, my daughter. Um, I, I had a situation similarly when my son—I don't know, seven, eight, nine—playing baseball and he got hit in the face with a baseball bat, broke open his his uh, part of his face. He's bleeding, and my wife called me. I met him at emergency. They took him in. And I I don't like blood, but I'm not necessarily that squeamish about blood, but I remember the doctor was sewing him up kind of on the table, and I was into the side, and I was just feeling for him, you know, poor little guy, he's getting this stitched up, and all of a sudden, the feelings I had, you know, a few years earlier with my daughter, except this time I didn't catch myself, just bang, (laughs) laying on the floor, doctor leans over, you okay, you know, yep, a typical guy, yep, just taking a break down here, be okay, (laughs) All's fine, no problem. Let me uh, put up this slide for a moment. Um, when we talk about the spirit of the world and what the world talks about and what we say in the public, uh, this is part of the language that came, comes up again in this last seven, eight days. First off, we are all children of God in the sense that God is our creator. We're all of God's creation. We're all children of God in that sense. And secondly, all of us are created in the image of God, all of us. And that everyone, every one of us has value, and that God loves each and every one of us. And and, and you didn't have to earn God's love. God chose, determined, expressed His love while we were yet sinners. While we were at our worst, not our best, while we were at our worst. That there's God's love for us. And we're all called to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And I, I was listening last night as I was uh, going to sleep of a, a podcast and and a uh, number of pastors who are in that area of Orlando were talking about their ministry in the hospitals and ministry at the uh, that next day at the, by, the, by the Pulse Club, and just wonderful hearing these stories of love being expressed, and generosity, and gifts, and things that people were doing, and people were loving their neighbors as themselves. Awesome. But not everyone who is a child of God, if I can use that language, has a relationship with God as their Heavenly Father. This is a subtlety of little words. When we talk about God and all of God's creation, we're all God's children, everything leads to the same place, there's, it sounds right in our, our language of inclusiveness, but subtly there are some very significant differences. Not everyone has a relationship with God as their father. And the Father sent Jesus to come and redeem us. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. paid for our sins, the separation of sin sin that had separated us. He paid for that sacrifice. And through Jesus Christ, we can have a relationship with our Father. Did you hear me? Through the exclusive work of Jesus, we could only get to our Heavenly Father. Christianity and love of the world is very inclusive. Inclusive of loving and caring and giving and sharing, giving up our lives. Look at world history, and you'll see that when other people abandoned to protect themselves from uh, epidemics, and uh, uh, in in Britain, it were Christians who stepped in to risk their own lives to care for people. That's awesome. In the midst of that inclusivity, you have to understand that the relationship that we have with our heavenly Father comes exclusively through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And that's not a popular word today because it's all supposed to be inclusive. We're absolutely inclusive when it comes to our relating and reaching and accepting and caring and loving. But our way to our Heavenly Father is only exclusively through Jesus. I'll read that scripture verse in a moment. Slight difference, import, critically important. Now, when Jesus was baptized in Matthew chapter 3, 16 and 17, here's how it reads. Uh, John the Baptist was baptizing him. It says, and after the baptism, Jesus came out of the water, and the heavens were open, and they saw a Spirit of God descending, Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And then a voice from heaven, the Heavenly Father, saying, this is my dearly loved Son who brings me great joy. The Message Bible says, he reads it this way: "This is my son, chosen and marked by my love, delight of my life." As as I read those words, I I think last year when I spoke on Father's Day, I may have mentioned this: that one of the great responsibilities as a father I have is to somehow um, provide an example or a means of helping my children understand how great. Our Heavenly Father's love is for them and and acceptance of them. And I realize that the words that the Father spoke over Jesus are the words that every son and daughter wants to hear. Every granddaughter, every grandson wants to hear from their father grandfather. And these are the words. This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Look Look at these words just quickly. This is my dearly loved son there's an element of closeness there's connection you're created in after my image the father says this you are mine in fact the bible says when you're in his hand no one can take you out of his hand and so you're you're mine not a, it's not an ownership it's not a controlling it's a identifying it's it's you're with me we're close you're my friend not my only friend I'm not your only friend, but you're my friend. I'm identifying with you. You're identifying with me. Dearly, it's a word of warmth, of fondness, of closeness. This is not only my friend. This is my dear friend. This is my dear son. This is my dear daughter. I have fondness to them. When I think of them, I have great joy in my heart when I think of them. My dearly, dearly loved. The father's expression to his son is, I love you. Yeah, but I messed up. It has nothing to do with what you messed up. I love you. I should never hold those words back when someone doesn't do the things I had hoped they would do. I remember a season, my son was a young adult, and there had been some elements that had taken place. And I remember meeting him for coffee, and I was coming up to greet him in the parking lot as we met there. I gave him a hug, as, as I often do. But I felt in my spirit, just, just felt, give him a kiss. And I didn't do a Russian kiss. Okay, that's kind of oh man, I don't get the lips on lips thing. You know, with adults, that's a bit crazy stuff for me. But I, I, I remember giving him a kiss on the cheek. I don't usually do that as my kids got older. But gave him a kiss on the cheek because it was like I love you, and you just need to know that. You need to feel that. You need to hear that. You need to experience that somehow that I, I love you. And that's our Father's expression to us, not when we can do things. He loves us. And then he says, you're my dearly loved son. You're my flesh. You're my blood. And you bring me joy. I'm well pleased with you. I'm well pleased with you. And you came this morning and you felt like maybe you'd messed up this week. And you probably did. And somehow as you're singing songs, you're saying, oh, Lord, forgive me. I, I don't know if I was that good this week. And when you hear these words, you bring me great joy. You go, well, maybe a couple of weeks ago I brought you joy. But last last week there would be no joy. I kind of messed up. But he says to you, you bring me joy. I'm pleased with you. Pleased with you. Jesus had this relationship with His father, that involved trust, that involved intimacy, that involved honesty, and involved surrender. That it wasn't somebody he just served. It was a person who he had this close relationship. He was was his dad. That's what he was. This Abba father, this relationship that it was not formally God in heaven. Hallowed be your name. It would be, Dad, Abba, Father, you're my dad. I love Dad's cookies, by the way, so leave a few extras that, well, there, we'll share them amongst, okay, I'll take them all. And <laughs> it was a year and a half ago, a friend of mine had just completed his home, and he'd put a pool in the backyard, and he had a hot tub that was that was part of the pool area, it wasn't the, the acrylic kind, and I, I was with him that night, and we were sat in the hot tub talking for a while, and... I felt I was getting a little hot, so I stood up to kind of let my body cool down a little bit. I was kind of leaning over the edge, and uh, as we were talking, he was talking actually. And as he was talking, I felt all of a sudden my world start caving in a little bit. Everything started; it was like I was going to black out, and I was leaning over, trying to get, trying to fight this off. I don't think you can fight those things off, right? I thought I could. I'm not going to tell him. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to black out. I'm going to fight it off because I'm a guy. I don't surrender very well. I fight to the end, right? And so that moment got close and then everything got fresh again. I was like, oh, he was still talking. And, uh, and then about another 60 seconds later, 30 seconds, I felt everything starting to get close again. I felt my start, oh, man. And I, I was awake again. I thought, good, I survived. And uh, the third time, I sat down on the edge of the tub, and he was talking, and I, I didn't even know I blacked out. I started falling into the water, and he saved my life, because you either crack your head against something or you drown, they say. And, and I, I realized, as a typical guy, I was trying to fight this off, because I'm not going to surrender and acknowledge that I need his help, right? I've changed a bit from then. Uh, I realized I needed his help. And the fathers that way too, waiting for us to respond. But I'm going to do this my way. Really? Jesus didn't do it his way. You're better than him. Jesus depended on his Father. I only do what the Father tells me to say. I only, say what the, I only do what he tells me to do. I only say what he tells me to say. You're better than that. You're to live your life your way. Jesus demonstrated this intimacy, this honesty, this surrender, this closeness. He took time to be away with his Father. He prayed. took time, big decisions he prayed all night long. We make big decisions and we bring our counselors in to help us with those big decisions. Which is not wrong, it's just not completely the best. So John chapter 14, with this kind of image in your mind, I want to read a few verses before we wrap it up. In John chapter 14, Jesus is speaking with his relationship with his Father. Follow along with me. Jesus told them, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Absolute exclusiveness. You cannot have a relationship with God the Father unless you go through Jesus Christ. Absolutely exclusive. It is the only way. And if you had really known me, You would also know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Now, one of the disciples is listening to this, Philip, and he says, Lord, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied with that. We all want to see the Father. And Jesus said, have I been with you so long, Philip? You still still don't get it. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Because the things I'm saying are the things the Father says. And the things that I do are the activities of the Father. If you want to see the Father, look at me you want to see the Father's attitude about this situation, look how I'm responding. Because me and the Father are one. We're operating as one. You want to hear the voice of the Father? You're hearing me because we are one together. Anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. Stop asking. Show us the Father. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father's in me? There is this relationship between the Father and the Son, Jesus, that is the same relationship that we are introduced and invited into. We're not a a religion, and we're not trying to do things to please our Father. We're invited into a relationship with our Father. And He doesn't want you to change your behavior this is not about behavior modification this morning. I tell you five things to do. You write them down and say, I'm going to try to do those five things because we're going to modify. He wants to live in you and transform you from the inside to the out, not from the outside to the in. The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me father does his work through me. This week is the invitation to let the father do his work through you. This week, the invitation I'm inviting you in is to live your home life, your work life, your social life, your recreational life, all elements of your life, and let him live through you in it. Him living through. Through you, that's the relationship with the Father. Jesus is teaching how He wants, how do I discipline my children? Letting the Father live through me as I bring correction to my children, as I relate to my adult children, as I relate to my grandchildren, as I relate to my earthly Father, as I relate to people who are not perfect around me. How do I relate to them? I relate and I let the Father. To live through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father's is in me. Or at least believe because of the work you've seen me do. I tell you the truth, verse 12. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done, even greater works. The invitation is Jesus of this, who demonstrated supernatural activity every seemingly every day of his life is the same invitation for us. That's the character of God to live through us. And Jesus said, in fact... You're going you're gonna to top it? You're going to do greater works than Jesus? Uh, evidently, that's what he said. Greater works because I'm going to the Father. Yes, in fact, you can ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Our lives are supernaturally filled because our Heavenly Father's living through us, supernaturally. How should we live our lives? How did Jesus live his life? Do that. I don't wear a wristband to tell me what would Jesus do. I now have the Holy Spirit speaking in my spirit, directing me to do what Jesus would do because Jesus did what the Father wanted him to do. It begins to be a natural outflowing of our lives. What comes out of the mountain are the rivers, and the rivers start flowing, You don't have to forcefully start pumping those rivers. They're flowing naturally from from the mountain. Verse 15. If you love me, obey my commands. I will ask the Father. He'll give you another advocate who will never leave you. He's the Holy Spirit. The one that came like a dove. Now if you invite Jesus into your life, he lives inside of us. And so he speaks to my spirit the things that the Father wants me to understand. That Jesus was accomplishing when he was on this earth. He's the Holy Spirit. He'll lead you in truth. The world can't receive him. It's not looking for him. They don't even recognize him. But you know him. He lives with you now and later will be in you. Now, remember that relationship he said, the Father's in me and I'm in the Father. Now listen to the change. Now the Holy Spirit's been given. He's talking about the future. No, I'll not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you and soon the world will not see me any longer. Since I live, you'll also live. When I'm raised to life again, you know that I'm in my Father, and then you are in me, and I am in you. You get this perspective. Not only now we're in the blend. It's not the Father in him, him in the Father. It's the Father's living in us because the Spirit is there, and the work of what Jesus is doing. And how will we know that you're doing it? Because you love the thing, his commands. You want to do them. You want to obey him. You want to love him. You don't come to church to get beat up and preached at and hammered on. you got to be doing these five things. You want to do those things. Because those are the things you love to do. Those are the things you want to be involved in doing. All you who love me, verse 23, will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who does love me will not obey me. Remember, my words are not my own. and I'm telling you from the Father who sent me. I'm telling you these things now while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, He'll teach you everything. Remind you of everything I've told you. I was thinking about Father's Day and thought of a message for fathers. I realized that the most powerful um, example we could give that would transform your family, transform your marriage, transform your children, your grandchildren, your parents, transform the people you work with is to grasp the relationship that Jesus had with the Father. And realize that's the relationship that the Father, our Heavenly Father, wants to have with you and me. And it's not a matter of just doing, 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 doing. And I get that. We do a lot of things. It's being, being, being. And allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you. And to live in you. Because your Heavenly Father is speaking through the Holy Spirit into your life and my life. And so the message is, he's your dad. And his ways are good. And his ways are right. And wherever you are in your journey of faith, the invitation this morning is, is to come closer to him, draw closer to him. Is an invitation this morning is to Allow that relationship with your Heavenly Father to transform your life. He'll renew your mind, of course. Our mind needs to be renewed. But He'll transform us. He'll transform us. He'll transform us. I'd like you to stand with me, if you would, please. Perhaps you've come here this morning, and just before I pray, and you came... And as I talked about Jesus being the only way, that was kind of an aha for you. You kind of went, I, I, oh, I thought we were all children of God. And then you started thinking, you tuned me out because you started thinking, well, if I haven't done it through Jesus, if, am I, do I really have a relationship with God? And the fact is, you don't. Although he loves you, you've never received. You've never received his love and forgiveness. And so just before I, I want to pray, in a moment we're going to sing, but just before we, we do that, if you're here this morning and say, would you pray for me? I want to invite Jesus into my life. I want to, if he's the only way, Jesus even said it. I want to receive that. Would you, maybe we just bow our heads for a moment. And if you want me to pray for you, I'd like you to look up at me though. If you want me to pray for you, put your hand up good and high. And I want to see where you are and agree with you right now. If you want me to pray for you because you've never received Christ, you've walked a long way. You say, pastor, pray for me. I want to receive. Jesus is the only way. Only, you want me to pray for you you want to receive him just put your hand up okay I saw you I saw you all through the service who else is here you say I, I want to receive this is the only way I want to receive Jesus because the invitation is to come that's the invitation this morning is to come is to come yeah okay I see your hand who else just look up my way if you want to do that put your hand up so we can our eyes will meet and I'm going to agree with you wherever we are so I wanna there are several more here and you're just holding back. You so say I can do it another time. You can. But now is the time. Now's the time that I can pray with you and agree with you. Just put it up. And agree right where you are. Yeah, okay, gotcha. There's at least one more. Just gonna wait another couple seconds. Is that, that's me. I just wanna wanna pray. Okay. I'd like us to all pray this prayer with these four. I think there's a few more, but I wanted to wait for these four. He said, pray a prayer of invitation, surrender. Let's just agree together in prayer with them as we did a few weeks, a few years ago. And uh, we'll all pray this prayer together. The Bible says you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus Lord, and that he rose from the dead, you'll be saved. So let's pray this prayer, all of us out loud together. Dear God, I thank you that you are a Heavenly Father and that you sent Jesus to come to earth, die for my sins, that if I came to you and asked you to forgive me, my sins would be all forgiven and the blackness of my life would be white. And I thank you today... That you have done this in my life. I surrender myself, cleanse me, forgive me, live inside of me. I ask this in Jesus' name. Let's just say amen and celebrate together. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. There are several others that prayed that prayer this morning, and that you four specifically, as well as those others, at the various places that Pastor Ben was talking about. Pick up a Bible, get connected with us so we can help you grow in the Lord. We can help you grow in the Lord and help you take your next steps. The invitation this morning is the Father saying, draw close to me. Draw close to me. I'll be your God. Draw close to me. Surrender. Intimacy. Relationship honesty and openness to the Lord. He's a good, good Father. Let's draw into him this morning before we close. Let's draw close into him.